0: Good afternoon and welcome to Let's Talk, the pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. Let's Talk is the program for the Christian layman, the Lutheran who believes but, well, has questions. In short, the program's designed just for someone like me. There's a lot I don't understand, not necessarily soul-shaking things. It might just be something that's been on my mind for a while. And I find that rather getting into a deep theological discussion, sometimes a casual front porch style talk with a pastor is the best way to understanding. That's what this program's all about. Today's guest is Mark Poiss of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church and Campus in Laramie, Wyoming. I have my questions, I'm sure you have yours. Now you can send your questions by email at any time to letstalk at KFUO.org or call during the program. If you're in the St. Louis area, that's 314 314- 8210850. That includes Metro East. If you're anywhere in North America, toll free at 1 800 730 2727. Good morning. I guess it's afternoon, Pastor Preuss.
1: Good afternoon, Cap. How are you?
0: Ah, well, we got a little rainy day out here.
1: Yeah? It is. Oh, that's been um, just a second. I have to go tell my, my children to be quiet so that their <laughs> arguing isn't heard in St. Louis. Isn't that funny? Just
0: a so, so we shall not suffer the little children to oh come God. to us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Pastor, before we kick off, I was wondering if you might lead us in a prayer for our brothers and sisters who are down in the Florida area in the aftermath of this terrible storm.
1: Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for giving us all that we need to support this body and life. We pray that you would be with those whom you have allowed to suffer, those from whom you have taken much of their material goods, that you would teach them not to rely upon material things, but upon you, who richly give everything to everyone, who wound and heal, kill and make alive. Grant that this might be a time of repentance for your people and for all people, that they may not trust in the transitory things of this world, but in christ who overcame death and the loss of all things and now lives and reigns with you and the holy spirit one god now and forever amen
0: Amen. i've spoken to uh, president johnson from the southern district and he says it's just devastating down there uh... they've lost uh, three hospitals are out uh... several churches have been destroyed pastors homes destroyed the one area where we were fortunate so far as he knows There were no direct storm-related deaths, although one of the uh, within the uh, the LCMs uh, uh, family down there. Although one person did suffer a fatal heart attack during the storm, so it's going to be a long haul. So it's God's blessings on them, and our keep them in our prayers. He specifically asked us to do that to keep them in to keep them in our prayers.
1: Yeah, and we will. Yeah, we we had a divine service, spoken divine service at Saint Andrew's on. On Wednesday morning, and then also on Tuesday, we had a mat service, and we've been praying for them. So, um, but yeah, God will send His angels, and and He will work good even through this evil.
0: And we will have a disaster response team on the ground, uh, probably on Monday. And if people are interested in what's been going on, or if they want to know how they can help, uh, check out our website at www.lcms.org dot lcms dot org forward slash. Disaster, and all the information you need is right there. well, moving on to <laughs> other things uh, that's that 's a natural disaster that's been visited upon us, but you know looking in the uh, at the political and the social scene right now i 'm um, seeing a, a lot of things i 've never seen before or thought I would ever see out there among among people, and one thing I see that I think is missing out of all of this certainly we've got enough anger and there's rage on all sides and name-calling but where's the forgiveness where's the forgiveness and and what is forgiveness what really what is the definition of it are we maybe we're we missing something
1: here what what is it yeah that's, uh, that's a really good question I just preached on forgiveness last Sunday we follow the historic lectionary, and it's the raising of the paralytic, or the healing of the paralytic. And what's interesting, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have a story. Um, and in this history, he, the well, the, these friends bring this guy who's paralyzed through the roof and let him down on a cot. You remember that story? Yes, I do. And it's interesting because they they, they bring him to Jesus to help him. But Jesus doesn't heal him right away. Instead he says, have courage, child, your sins are forgiven. And that is an amazing thing, you know, to, that, that he would first, first say that rather than heal him of his paralysis. And, and then, the, of course, the, the scribes, the Pharisees say this man is blaspheming, he's insulting God because only God can forgive sins. And Jesus says, which is greater? to to tell a man his sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on Earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, young man, I say to you, take up your cot and go home. And he does. And what's interesting is that, about this, is that forgiveness in God's mind, in Jesus' mind, is the most important thing. And whereas... If these other things like paralysis, you'd think that this this would be the worst thing that anybody could experience. Um on, you know, one of the worst things that anybody can experience. You can't enjoy life, you know, you can't do anything. But forgiveness was more important. And it's harder it's harder to forgive than to heal a paralyzed man. It's harder. It's more difficult. So with that, you know, with that in mind, um you know, remember, like, it, yeah, where is the forgiveness? Well, it's a much harder thing. It's a much, much harder thing than, uh, than, than curing cancer. You know, than, 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 uh, helping all these, these, uh, um poor people who have been hit by this, hur- this hurricane. It's much harder to forgive. And it has to, it has to come from God. Um and that, and that's where, like, uh, that, that's a good starting point is that, no, don't be surprised that the world doesn't know what forgiveness is. To not be surprised, instead, let's examine our own lives and our own hearts, and then not stop there. But look at what the Bible says about forgiveness. How does it come? Why is it so hard? How is it? How is it won for us? How do we forgive them? These these are the questions that I think would be great to talk about. Well,
0: I think I see that. I mean, I look at. Uh... Well, I'm just going to draw, for example, on the on the Kavanaugh hearings, where there was such rage on both sides that came out there. And I s- saw no forgiveness on either side there. I, and, and, I, and I can't say that I blame them. I mean, if the, 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 that was a vicious, vicious hearing. Uh, one person, you know, one side saying, well, gee, you, you people ignore this sexual abuse. Another person said it didn't happen. You're trying to destroy this family. And. Just anger and rage. And no,
1: and... yeah. Well, this is, it really gets, I mean, I, I brought that up in my sermon, too, um, just to point out that uh, forgiveness, the, the government can't give real forgiveness because the government can't entirely mete out justice. The justice of this world is limited by the knowledge that this world has you see, like, so this is why, you know, one of the big arguments uh, around the Kavanaugh hearings was um, whether due process is, is being formed, what is the evidence, do we have enough witnesses, et cetera? And these old uh, these old laws, let's go back to biblical times, you know, but I think it's natural law that you don't, you know, you don't condemn somebody except with enough evidence. Um, these, these are based on the fact that we don't know. We can't see the hearts. We're not omniscient. We don't know everything. You know? Hmm. So, so, so there's going to be a fundamental, and I think this is the frustration on, uh, in a lot of people's hearts. You know, when they go through, um, when somebody does evil to us, uh, or we think that evil has been done, where is the justice? And we want this justice, but we don't know. And, and and that's what what is the frustration you know and this is this is a huge culture war that you know should we believe all women or should we maintain um the uh um the the standards of western civilization about due process um and one of the frustrations about believing all you know not people not believing women and other things is that so many men do get away with it there's so many atrocities there's so many injustices and turning away from that Issue because I don't really want to delve too deeply into it, you know. This, mm-hmm. this should be about forgiveness. We, we, we all have been; uh, every one of us has been unjustly treated, and and uh, and and then we try to tell other people about it, and they seem unconcerned, or maybe they try to help us, but but we don't really get you know the justice, and that's where the, um, even the even the world of non Christians understands the the importance of forgiveness for the person who has been wronged. That is, like, if you read Buddha, uh, the writings about Buddha, I forget the name of the book. I read it a few years back. But one of the Proverbs said something like, uh, withholding forgiveness is like holding fire inside of your heart. It's going to destroy you. You know, it's, it's going to do that. Because there's this frustration that we don't have the justice. We don't, we don't have it. Um and but that is looking at forgiveness from our own perspective. that is, how does forgiveness benefit me, who have been wounded? You know, I've been wounded, and, and um, how, you know, for, if I don't let go of this, it's going to destroy me. But Christian forgiveness doesn't begin with us, and it isn't primarily us doing something. it's God doing something. Uh, it is God who knows what happened, who knows the pain, who knows the injustice, and He establishes justice. All the Psalms and the prophets talk about Jesus doing this. He will establish justice and equity on the earth. Well, and then people ask, well, where is it? The Christian church has been around for 2,000 years, uh, uh since, uh, almost 2,000 years since Christ rose from the dead, and where, where is the justice? Well, the church teaches and this is because the Scriptures teach us that this, this forgiveness is hidden. It is hidden in the Word of God. It is hidden in the body of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died for the sin of the world. In other words, all injustice, everything bad that has ever happened, all the secrets of, of men, and all of the things that we think have, you know people got away with, that was exposed to Jesus on the cross. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. And that is where he swallowed it up, like St. Peter says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. And, uh, and that's where, this is where the interesting thing is. And this is a really big point for, for Lutheranism in particular, is that the justice that Jesus accomplishes on the cross by, puni- by, by, by taking the punishment of all sin is the same thing as a forgiveness That is that when justice is done, what is left is forgiveness. When he has this righteousness, there is forgiveness for every sinner on earth, and also healing for those who have been wronged. And and that's that's where that's why it's so hard. Why is it harder to say to a man your sins are forgiven than to to than to raise him up from paralysis and make him walk? Because it requires the death of the eternal son of god it requires somebody actually to know all of those secrets to know exactly what happened and not to judge the world but to be judged in the world's place
0: but how do we as people topic. approach that i mean i look at it i'll be real honest here pastor price there are some people in my life whom i can't believe i will ever forgive for things that were done either to me or to those that I love. And I know as a Christian this is wrong, but I also have to be honest with myself. There are some people I simply cannot forgive. How do I deal with that?
1: So let's, let's, let's define forgiveness first. Um, as far as how you deal with it, you need to know it's always good to define the terms. So in the Hebrew, uh, the word for forgive means to carry or, or bear um, that is you you put it on, on on yourself. Uh and the other the, the Greek, in the Greek it means send away, send the sin away. And so the question is is how do you when when you're talking about forgiving another person, you can't figure out how to carry that and how or how to send it away. Where do I send it? You know? And then you get to, Kind of trite sayings like I can forgive him, but I can't forget it, mm-hmm. and other things like that, which shows that our forgiveness is imperfect. That is, it, it's not. In other words, you can't look to yourself as the source of forgiveness. Now, Jesus gives a very stern warning when he says, when he when, in, the, in the parable of the um, ungrateful servant, you know, where he gets forgiven this huge debt, and then he goes out and finds a fellow servant who owes him a lot of money, but but not as much as he owed to his master. He goes and throws him in prison. And then the other servants tell the master, and the master throws this guy in prison. And he will not get out until he pays the last penny. And Jesus says, So my heavenly father will do to you if you do not from the heart forgive your debtors. Right? And, and every day we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Give us our sins as we forgive for those who sin against us. Our, our debtors is what is what the Greek says in the Matthew. In Matthew. Um but this is the issue. It's like when, when you, it says from the heart, man, and then you have this threat. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So what, where do we look? Well, we look away from our hearts. We look away from our hearts to where sin is actually taken away, where it actually is sent away, where it actually is carried. And one thing, Kip, I don't think that you know, don't be don't be. Cons- you should always be concerned when you feel a vengeful or unforgiving heart. But it happens to us all that, like, we forgive, like we say we forgive, and then later you remember what happened, right? Yes. And and then it, and then the anger comes back, or just the, the the feeling of resentment and all of those other feelings rise up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I think that's what makes a lot of Christians afraid i haven't really forgiven him well yeah because you're still a sinner right you're remember we are at the same time sinners and saints, and saints yeah and yeah and your old adam who needs to die every day in your baptism he, he has never forgiven those who did you wrong your flesh will never forgive another person you see your flesh loves yourself only your flesh doesn't love God, your flesh doesn't love your neighbor, so, and your flesh doesn't believe the gospel. If your flesh doesn't believe that your sins are forgiven, how can your flesh forgive the sins of your neighbor? So just because you feel that in you doesn't mean that it rules over you. It means that when you, just like if you feel, just like if you feel lust for another woman, uh, but you still love your wife, and when that lust comes, you say, Dear God, help me, you know, crucify this, and you repent of it. So also when that those feelings come, uh you, you 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 pray to God and you wait for him, you know, you wait for him. Uh this is this is all throughout the Psalms you can see this, where the Christian is struggling. David and the Christian are struggling with feeling sinful, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite psalms, Psalm one hundred thirty, is is Out of the depths of I cried unto thee, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice, let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Uh, and it says, "If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared." And then it has this: "My soul waits for the Lord, uh, and in his word I do hope." My soul waits for the Lord from those who watch for the morning. And this is one when, when you're feeling that, when you're feeling those vengeful thoughts, and you know it's wrong because Jesus, God says, "Vengeance is mine," said the Lord, "I will repay." And you know that you should love your enemies and do good to those who hurt you and that's what God did for you, then you wait, and you pray, and you cling to that Word. You don't cling to—you see, your heart clings to that Word, and that's where the forgiveness comes from. You forgive from the heart when your heart is holding to the Word of God that tells you your sins are forgiven, and the same, sins, the same forgiveness that is yours that's sending away of your sin is the sending away of the sin of the person who hurt you. And so that's where you find the strength to do it, just, you know, in the same way that you can't, you know, any sin that a person is beset with, that a person really struggles with, you know, where he, he, he can't, he's never going to find the power to get rid of that sin or to overcome that sin from his own natural powers. He's never going to do it by just obeying some rules or, or, or even by some way of saying, I'm letting it go, I'm forgiving, I'm letting it go, and I'm just not caring anymore. And that doesn't work. That's not the issue. You know, a person can try to forget it and say, I just don't care. Well, that's not love. You know, the real love is is carrying the sin, is sending it, and then sending it away. And we find that only in Christ. So the only way that we forgive another person, the only way that we forgive another person is truly forgive, is when we, by faith, receive the forgiveness of our own sins. Because the same forgiveness of your sin, Kim it's the forgiveness of those people who have done you horribly wrong and that's that's the issue right? well, I, know, I remember talking oh sorry
0: okay I, I know for example every sunday when i go to church um, mm-hmm. you know i'll say the lord's prayer you know forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass and then i think as we say in the confession in the same service For that which I have done and which I have left not undoubted, I have not loved my neighbor as myself. No, I have not forgiven those people. And, oh, my gosh, I just, I really hope that God understands I'm having a problem here.
1: No, yeah, it's, yeah, like, take take for example, like, you have, uh, I mean, we should, when we say, as we forgive those, what we're doing, we are believing that our debt is taken away, you know? That's the issue. Do you believe that your debt is taken away? And this, 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 this is the beginning of all love. This is why I've related to other things. You know, the Lord's Prayer, we don't explicitly promise to do anything except for forgive, because the Lord's Prayer is all about God teaching us to live as His children, because our Father. You know, we're, we're going back to our baptism, you know? And that forgiveness that we, that we give to others is, is the beginning of love in our lives. If you look at other ways that people don't love other people, like if you're confessing your sins and you say, you know, by by what I have done and by what I have left undone and you just see this immense amount, this huge mountain of things that you have left undone mm. which your neighbor needed from you. You know? Not just not just forgiveness, but like, you know, how you should have been more respectful and, and loving towards your wife, you know. How How you should have not passed on the gossip, or how you shouldn't have 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 secretly delighted in somebody really getting it, you know, really getting that whatever. Um, These these are the things that are from the evil one. They're from the devil, and to see that in yourself is extremely painful because you know the gospel, you know Jesus. You know the fact that you feel that it's painful, as wrong, is a is a good thing. Not that you should like, you know. Sit there and plot your enemy's demise once you start entertaining it. It's just like, you know, if a man struggles with greed, um, he shouldn't entertain it. He should try to crucify it and he shouldn't plan how to rob his neighbor. You know what I mean? Um, And, and so it's the same thing. Like if you feel the lack of forgiveness, yeah, you're feeling, you're feeling what another person did to you. You know, you're feeling what shouldn't be and you know that it shouldn't be. So look at your own sense. You know, look at your own sins and see what you have made and done, or not done, that shouldn't be. And then you look at Christ and you see that he did what should be done, and he didn't do what should what, you know, He left nothing undone. On the cross he said, it is finished. When he said, it is finished, that meant, that meant not only the forgiveness that he gives you, but the forgiveness that you give to another person. When you forgive another person, you're not adding to the righteousness of Christ, you are confessing. The justice, that justice has been done. You are confessing that forgiveness has been won for this person. Does that help a little
0: bit? A, a bit. Um, We've got to take a break here at the at the bottom of the hour, but there's a couple of points I want to bring up and, and see how you can unpack them. Because as I say, I've got some real internal conflict on this. And, and one of the things, one of the points of this program is that I'm approaching this as a layman. And I'm assuming that many of our listeners out there are also laymen and are people like me who have the same feelings and problems and what have you. So sometimes I think, maybe I'm talking a little bit too much about myself, but I think maybe there's a lot of people out there who have the same problems. But Mm -hmm. we'll talk some more when we come back in about three minutes. Mm -hmm. the day which the Lord has made for the lonely and homebound for the grieving and dying and for all those who are afflicted in body mind and spirit especially for join us for a live broadcast of chapel at the LCMS International Center weekdays at 10 a.m. on KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Are you currently living your life out more on the left side of life or the right side? Are the things of this world more important to you than the things of God? Left side or right side? I'll explain on the next Moments of Assurance weekend program. Coming up October 13th and 14th here on Worldwide KFUO. 7.45 a.m. Central is the time. Look forward to having you listen right here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news.
1: Worldwide KFUO Radio salutes our day sponsor on this Friday, October 12th, 2018. Today's day sponsor is Carolyn McCaleb. Today's day sponsor has made a contribution to Worldwide KFUO Radio in loving memory of her husband, Gary McCaleb, on his birthday. Once again, we say thank you to Carolyn McCaleb of Woolforth,
0: Texas. Today's Worldwide KFUO Day Sponsor. I assure you, I'm a bachelor through and through. I am not stubborn. I'm independent. It's a story of an unlikely union. Una is not here. Riddled with hidden secrets and mysteries. She's known as the Witch of Parent Cove. <laughs> it's not safe. It's a secret worth living and dying for. The treasure of the secret cove on the next Lamplighter Theatre. Saturday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Devotional books, continuous bestsellers from the Middle Ages to today. But did you know that devotionals called the Books of Hours were considered a bestseller even in the Middle Ages?
1: Called the Book of Hours because they specified times of day for prayer, they were enormously popular. A prayer book for the laymen, merchants, and lords and ladies alike, containing a calendar and prayers celebrating Christian events, often beautifully illustrated with art and decoration to bring deeper meaning to the prayers and readings. Because so many people owned a Book of Hours, in some cases more than the Bible, because of their accessibility to the masses, it allowed affluent individuals the opportunity to imitate religious practices of monks and nuns engage with the Bible discover the richly layered stories surrounding the book of books
0: brought to you by Museum of the Bible Welcome back to Let's Talk, the pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen, and my guest pastor today is Pastor Mark Preuss from the St. Andrew's Lutheran Church and Campus Center in Laramie, Wyoming. And we are talking about forgiveness. If you want to join in the conversation anywhere in the St. Louis area, including Metro East, give us a call, 314-821-0850, or anywhere in North America, toll free at 1-800-730-2727. Well, here we go again. Some more stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, okay, let me, let me bring up a, 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 just a couple of items here, and maybe you can unpack them for me. Uh, I mentioned <clears throat> that there are some people in my life whom I simply cannot forgive. I will never go out of my way to cause them harm, but I will certainly not shed tears if they have misfortune or even die. And that... Perhaps this is something I shouldn't be doing. Um, another time, uh, I once had a, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll call the guy a rival in the business. He was actually my supervisor at one point. And he and I were like uh, oil and water. And to make a long story short, after a few months, he fired me. A couple of years later, I get the company changes hands. I get hired by the new owners. And I get to fire him. <laughs> I have to say it, it felt good, oh my gosh, this is wrong uh,
1: yeah i uh yeah i mean it's, it's not the love of the father so yeah you 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 uh you 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 need to fight against that that attitude um and this is where like your flesh um this is this is, this is not the child that God created in you, oh. so um, and that's where the you know the law needs to be heard. if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. so then the question is is what you know what does it mean we We've kind of looked at what it means to forgive, what does it mean not to forgive maybe you could maybe think about that for a second, yeah um and you've, you've you've outlined a few things um that you wouldn't weep at um if he died, you know and things like that yeah. um, and I, I think that that you know if you feel joy in your heart on hearing another person's of another person's demise um that's i mean there are times for example when it, when an evil man is destroyed because he's been harming people, like if you read the book of Esther for example. Um everybody's happy that haman is is dead, mm-hmm. you know, and uh because he was a bad man and he was killing people um and the people rejoiced after Pharaoh and his army were were drowned because they were there to kill them you know um we should rejoice when the Nazis are defeated you know like there 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 are things there, but that's um that that's because harm is prevented, you know, and people are helped by god the destroying someone through his own means, uh those who were uh causing great harm. And if it's not that, then and it's just your own personal vendetta. And you know, remember what Jesus says. Um, you know, the, the even the even the, the Gentiles love those who their friends and love those who love them. Right? Yes. But 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 you love those who persecute pray for those who persecute you. Um It doesn't mean that you have to go hang out with them and become friends with them. That's not, you know, Jesus told Judas, what you're going to do, do it quickly. Um, And uh, he prayed for him. But it didn't mean that he, you know, helped him betray him. You know, like you don't participate in the evil of others, and you oppose what is evil. Um, But personal vendettas, the problem with that, and and, and this might help you analyze what's wrong with it, instead of just focusing on how you're feeling... You know, listen to what God says about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, per- personal vendettas and personal, like holding grudges and things like that, um, it's making you—it's it's believing that you're the judge, that you're the final judge, which means it's you're going back to the original sin of you will be like God, ah. feeling good and evil. Do you, do you see? Yes, I do. So,
0: it's violating. Yeah, essentially and, violating the First Commandment.
1: Right. Yeah, and— yeah. All of these sins go back to the First Commandment. You know, all sins violate the First Commandment. Uh. Luther is so... the large, the small catechism, the more I teach it, the more I am just amazed at how beautiful it is. Because you look at, um, like, the, the, the introduction to the meetings, all of them go back to the First Commandment. We should fear and love God. We should fear and love God. So, like, if you, for example, murder someone, right, then you are taking an authority that doesn't belong to you. You're saying, no, I'm not going to trust in what God has actually put in place to deal with murderers, namely the government. I'm going to do it myself. Do you see? Like, And, and, and since it's not really the outward act, it's also the feelings inside. The sin that you're guilty of is murder when you hold a grudge, when you hold hatred. And murder is idolatry. It is having another God. it's claiming to be God, having His authority, being the judge. And and so this is something that is necessary for us. When we, I think, a lot of times um, we focus so much on our feelings because we think that, you know, we're going to find some truth in there. But there's no sense to sin. Sin isn't going to work anything out for good. Sin isn't going to redeem what was taken from us, or 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 or, or restore happiness that has been has been lost. Could we be...
0: Is it possible that we are blinded by feelings?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Proverbs are complete with this, you know? Like, those who... Um, like a, a, a fool vents his feelings, right? Like, uh, this is this is one of the things that... Uh, and, and and God goes after the Israelites for following their own hearts, you know? Like, this is... Isn't this the truth, though? How many times in our lives have we been blinded by our feelings? Where oh, we, yeah. we we reacted impulsively... And, um, and, and I, I blame the culture. You know, the culture is this way. Like, um, on, in, in, in the 19th century, it was all about following your mind and being really logical. And then people were like, well, that doesn't work. That just led to, like, you know, mass murders and deaths. Um, so now let's focus in on, like, our feelings. And we can trust this. You know, what do I feel is the, the case. You know, the, um, and, and that doesn't work. It, it, it's, it's, uh, I feel this is like, for example, let's look at the Eighth Commandment. Don't, don't, uh, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Don't bear false witness. I read one time in the Catechism, explanation of the Catechism, that suspicions are the false testimonies of the heart. You know, so like you, 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 you think that this person had, thinks this way. Like he's really out to get you, or he did this because of this and this and this and that. But you, you don't have the evidence. You're just suspecting, you know, and you're not the judge to do it. So what are you actually relying on? You're relying on your own feelings, blinding you to a greater reality that, hey, if people were to do the same thing to you, then you'd be toast. So we
0: start thinking, you know, our feelings are become truth, which, you know, they're not the same. You know, I've got uh, Denise on the line from Ohio who wants to uh, make a comment on this. Denise, go ahead
1: wanted to find out uh, I've had a couple of situations where uh, I've been asked if I could forgive someone and I honestly could not forgive them and told them as such and I needed to pray about it it took me several weeks uh, before I found comfort in being able to say I could finally forgive them but is that wrong to withhold that and then also isn't it is it wrong to say, "I forgive you" when you don't? You know, just just out of convenience. Uh, you know, can you forgive me? And yes, fine, I forgive you. You know, and really not. And I'll I'll just go ahead and listen online.
0: And so the 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 point I think you're trying to raise is 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 it is it uh, wrong to deny forgiveness, but also wrong to say you forgive when you don't?
1: Correct. Yeah
0: what do you think, Pastor?
1: Well, to the second thing, yes, it's wrong to say something that you don't believe. So if you, it, it would be better not to say, I forgive you, when you don't actually believe that you forgive the other person. That's violating the Eighth Commandment. So, yeah, you're, and the second, too, because you're dealing with something divine, God's name, you know, God forgives. Um, so that's a, this is such a good question. And I think too often, I mean, I've dealt with situations where, um like a man commits adultery and the woman finds out about it and the next day the husband's complaining that she hasn't forgiven him and it's kind of like hey man she believes in the forgiveness of sins okay but you just pummeled her and 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 cut her apart in a way that is ruthless right it's like it's like uh it's like a guy you know i mean this is you, you 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 do need time, but you needing time is not the same thing as denying the forgiveness of sins. Like you, you can say I believe in the forgiveness of sins, while your feelings still don't. They're they're not there. And and again too, like if uh, um, I, I think from from the get go, uh, the question of whether you forgive someone is not so much whether you you uh, you can feel it immediately. Whether you believe that, yeah, I'm going to forgive this person, I just need to sort through this injustice, and like you said, pray, pray to God. Uh, why? Well, what do you pray? I mean, first you say, Our Father. And if this person, you know, claims to be a Christian, then you, when you say Our, you're praying for that person automatically. The first, the first thing you pray for is that God's name be kept holy. Well, how is that done? when God's Word is taught, and it's truth and purity, and when we live according to it. Well, this person just didn't live according to it. He did you wrong. So what do you do about that? You learn to commend it to God. And then you say, when well, you look at what God's Word says about what this person did, and you know that it's wrong, and then you look at what God's Word says about you forgiving, and You see that you're not forgiving. Well, what's the next thing you need to do? You need to pray, hallowed, thy kingdom come, which means asking God for faith. God... His kingdom is 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 teaching us to believe His word and to live according to it, to live a godly life. So, if you don't see the forgiveness in yourself right away, don't again like don't be surprised. It's harder to raise a paralyzed man up, or it's it's harder to forgive than to raise a paralyzed man up. Where you when you forgive someone, let's not just act like it's some easy thing to do. It is a divine act that you cannot do by your own natural powers. So, if somebody has hurt you deeply and severely, and you are feeling it, then you—you you, that is the best thing to do is to turn to prayer, prayer, and to God's word, and have let His word have His way with you. It's only when you hear God's word and come to believe it that you can say, "Thy will be done," that you can trust that God will even work this injustice out. Um, but yeah, do do not, you know, don't we we can't just go and say like somebody. You know, if if, uh, if if there's certain things you can say to somebody when something happens, if you have a, a grieving mother whose children have just been killed by people driving by, you know, in a, in a um, you know a shootout, mm. you don't say to her immediately, "You need to forgive them." <laughs> you, know, you don't say that yes. to even, even though it's true. You know, in the same way, like if you if 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 a if a, if a man has just lost his wife, you don't immediately go up to him and say, "It was God's will." Like, well, That's yeah, not going to work. <laughs> it was, but you don't do You don't, you mean, that person needs to deal with what happened. You need to hear God's Word and to learn to believe it in the midst of the pain. So when God deals a blow like that with us, because allowing somebody to do something evil to us, you know, God allowed it. He let it happen. So it's ultimately a matter of your faith in God. You know what I mean? And just because, you know, but that doesn't come, faith is hard. Faith is difficult. It is, is the divine miracle. God works in us only through His Word, when He when He when He teaches us to, and and this is our whole life. When he teaches us to look away from ourselves, you know, and not trust in 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 ourselves, and to trust in Him. So that means we die. That means the old man dying. That's hard to do, <laughs> you know. We can't do it. Only God can. So don't beat yourself up if you can't forgive right away. But yeah, after a couple of weeks of of pondering it, putting God's applying God's word to your life and praying and giving it, committing it to God. You find that He does teach you to forgive, and it doesn't mean that it won't come back later. Like if you, if you, did in the same way that, like, I'm sure that there are sins that you've confessed to God that He's forgiven you, have received great comfort and joy from Him having forgiven you that. But then a year later, you remember that sin and it fills you with remorse and guilt. Do you see? Like you need the forgiveness of sins again. You know, don't beat yourself up because you don't, you, you, you think, oh, I never really believed in it. Maybe it wasn't forgiven. No, no, no. Your old Adam doesn't know how to love and doesn't know how to believe. And so the only, the only, uh, antidote is, is the gospel and sacraments and that privilege of praying to God. God actually answers our prayer. And look at what we should pray for. <clears throat> Jesus says, so he says, you guys, which of you having a kid who wants, you know, uh, ask for, an egg will give him a scorpion, or I always mix it up, but you know, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Because that's what you're asking for. You need the Holy Spirit. Only He can take the forgiveness of sins that Christ won on the cross and make you believe it for yourself. Only He can move your heart to forgive another person. Only He can. Don't rely on yourself. This is what we confess in the third article of the Creed. You know, what do we believe about the Holy Spirit? not by my own reason or strength. The Holy Spirit is called me by the Gospel. In the same way, he calls, God has enlightened, and sanctifies the whole Christian Church on Earth. In this Christian Church, the Holy Spirit daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. It's he. He's the one who does it. And for this, um, one of the best hymns that I can think of when you are dealing with a lack of forgiveness is, um, is the hymn, to God the Holy Spirit, let us pray. Uh, do you know that hymn?
0: I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, it's that, uh, To God the Holy Spirit let us pray. Yeah. To God the Holy Spirit let us pray, for the truth faith meet it on our way. And it goes on and it teaches, you know, it's just a beautiful tune. It shows us what we need in these moments. So yeah, I don't think, um, you know, is it, was it Denise the caller? Yes. Is that her name? Yeah, it was Denise. I, I, think, I think Denise already had it right. I think that she She's a Christian and she's had you know, she she's believed God's word, she's had faithful teaching and um but people immediately demanding that you forgive, it's it, it, it seems a little bit it's like they don't understand the situation really. The the person who isn't you know, is still struggling with that isn't denying the forgiveness of sins. he's just He's struggling with, with not just his feelings, but what just happened. Well, I I think I can see.
0: You know, if a a person causes harm to another accidentally, Mm -hmm. there I can see forgiveness. But if a person causes harm intentionally, there I've got a problem. But then I think there's Jesus on the cross asking the Father to forgive the people who are crucifying him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another thing too. He says, "For they know not what they do." You know, and uh, and that's where, like, and that's where, you know, the, it's very hard when you know that somebody knows what he's doing, he's doing it particularly to harm you. Um, but Jesus Jesus says they really still don't even know the extent of... You don't even, in, in, your, in your thinking about what another person has done to you, doing the worst things, you don't know the gravity, you don't know the extent of how horrible it is. You don't know the seriousness of it the way God does. You don't know. Yeah. You, 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 you see how it affects this and this and that, but you don't see the full effect of it. None of us does, because we, we live as if sin doesn't kill us. <laughs> we live, you know, but it does. And we live as if there's no such thing as hell. As, as if there's no such thing as a final judgment. We don't see it, you know. And this is about, it's not just our feelings that, that blind us, it's our thoughts. Um, And this is where we, we, again, we turn to that word of God. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. It it, it gives, it it shines darkness. You know, it exposes uh, sin. It's like a two-edged sword. It pierces into us and exposes our thoughts and shows us what they really are. And then shows us the thoughts of God. And how He could, if He exercised judgment, if if you, Lord, would mark iniquity, oh Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared and that fearing. Is is, is 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 when we fear god we forgive others only when we are forgiven can we forgive others. Only when we believe the word of god that divine truth will we have that divine power to forgive others. Forgiveness is not so easy. It's harder, it's easier to raise a paralyzed man than to forgive another person has sinned. Well let's, so let's, we can, well, well, let's
0: actually look at the definition of forgiveness. I think we've, there are two separate ways it can be looked at. Uh, one is, of course, the forgiveness of God, who forgives our sins. We don't have that power to forgive another person's sin. So, what are we talking about when we say I forgive another person?
1: Yeah, well, I would say and this is where um, you know the forgiveness that comes from God is 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 before God. So, for example, when Jesus says in in um, when he goes on Easter night. He breathes on his disciples and says, Receive the, the Holy Spirit. Whose ever sins you forgive, they're forgiven. Whose ever sins you do not forgive or you retain, you hold on to, they're they are held on to. Jesus never tells us to hold on to other people's sins. He's speaking of the judgment of God through his church when somebody is unrepentant, for example, right? Yeah. But Jesus tells us to forgive those who sin against us. And, and what that means, what it means, is leaving is is leaving the judgment up to God. Is you commend it to God? That mm. is, you say, I have no right to judge this person. Look at Luke: uh, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. All these things are joined together. Forgiveness is the absence. is not judging the person. It's not condemning the person. You see, and so that means that when you feel that this person should be punished, or why did this person do this, then that that you commend that to God. This is why was so right. Yeah, you need to pray. It's impossible for a Christian to learn how to forgive without prayer. That's why Jesus put forgiveness right smack dab in the middle of the Lord's prayer. And he put forgiveness after, after, hallowed be thy name, give me your word, thy kingdom come, let me believe it, thy will be done, keep me in your word and faith. Keep me in this. You, you, can't, you can't even, you can't do it. Or, And it's after, give us this day daily bread. That is, after you believe that you have enough, after you believe that your life is still going to be okay on Earth, because he's going to give you enough, and I can thank God. At, then God tells you, then Jesus tells you to forgive. In other words, after he's taught you to trust in him, that he is the judge and that he's going to work everything out for good, then he teaches you how to forgive
0: maybe that's what it is when we say prayer. when we say we forgive someone it's not that I, that we forgive them so much as we we recognize that this is now in god's hands and that for me to be judging and to be, to be feeling these things I'm, I'm taking away a prerogative that should be god's and so what i'm doing essentially is forgiving myself when i forgive someone else is that the way is that what we mean <clears throat> i don't
1: think it's forgiving yourself I, i've always been i've always been a I well, wasn't an opponent of talking about forgiving yourself. I know that people mean it in a way that, um, you know, probably in a good way, but we don't have the authority to forgive ourselves. Only God has the authority to forgive us. So telling another person um, that is that I forgive you is, is inseparable <laughs> from you knowing that that person's sins are forgiven by God. To do, like, objectively, that Jesus died for that person's sins. The, the basis on which you withhold judgment is not something that comes from inside of you, but from, that comes from Jesus and His Word. And, and that's the difficulty. That's why it always has to do with going back to, How would be thy name, give me your word. How is God's name kept holy? When His Word is taught, Well, what does His Word say? What does His Word tell us about sin, what we know about it? What does His Word tell us about how God deals with sin, how He threatens punishment and judgment? What does God tell us about what God, what He did for sinners? And then we find Christ. It's only in Him. There's no love apart from Him. He is the vine; we're the branches. Apart from Him, we can do no good thing, including forgive. So, yeah, there's a difference between me forgiving another person his his sin, you know, as 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 my, as, as my neighbor who, who sinned against me, mm-hmm. and God forgiving me and Him. But my action is in, it, of withholding of, of, of judgment, of not condemning him, of commending it to God, and wishing his, that he knows the forgiveness of sins. God, that is an that is the fruit of faith in the forgiveness of my own sins and of his sins. It is the fruit of it, and so it's inseparable. from it. it's imitating God. Being his dear child, then you will be children of your of your father. You know, he you makes the sun shine on the on the on the uh, good and evil. It makes the rainfall on the good and the evil, and the sunshine on the just and the unjust. He's teaching us to be like him, and it's going to involve suffering. It involves facing the fact that we are not—we are not good people by nature. We God makes us good. God teaches us this. We enter the kingdom of heaven like little children. We desire the pure milk of His Word, as little babies do. Um, Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? This little kid. I can't. I can't imagine. Like I go and I. I have a two or three year old, and he'll 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 be mouthing off, or she'll be mouthing off to the mom, to my wife, and I'll go, and I, I will because it's still in Wyoming and it's legal. I'll spank my kid, make him cry, you know, and ten, five minutes later, that kid is on my lap, and I'm reading him a story. <laughs> five minutes later, you know, like it, that's kind of a beautiful. That's what God like when God lets us see our our weakness. You know, and 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 he does this when we withhold forgiveness. He shows us. He says, "Yeah, he shows his wrath that I won't forgive you if you don't forgive." But at the same time, whether, if we cling to his word.
0: <laughs> well, coming into the final minute of the program here, do you have any, any final thoughts on forgiveness?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, if, if you feel if you feel wrath and anger against someone and are holding a grudge, then you should repent. But you don't repent. You don't repent by yourself. You repent by listening to God's Word. And then you cling to Christ. When you see your sin of of, of hatred and other things, you look to Jesus, who when we were sinners, died for us, who died for the ungodly, and you trust that he has forgiven you your sin. That is where you will find the forgiveness your neighbor needs. You'll find it in the same place where you find forgiveness, the forgiveness that you need. There you see him take it away, and he will, help. He, will, he will show you how to take another person's sin away, how to, how to hand it to God who alone can take all sin away. That's, that would be my final thoughts.
0: Well, thank you very much for that. Well, you've been listening to Let's Talk, the Pastors in Today's guest pastor was Mark Preuss of St. Andrews Lutheran Church and Campus Center in, in Laramie, Wyoming. We've been discussing forgiveness. I want to thank the Pastor Emeritus, Reverend uh, Fritz Bowie, for letting us use his recording of All Glory, Lord, and Honor as a theme song for Let's Talk. The Pastor is in. Pastor Bowie's music and books, including the Diamond Quintet, are available on Amazon.com. I'm host Kip Allen, wishing you God's blessing. You've been listening to The Pastor is in